0: revolutionary talk for revolutionary times promoting peace liberty and prosperity around the clock liberty Talk.fm.
1: Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! Let's get it started. Ha! Let's get it started in here. Let's get it started. Ha! Let's get it started in here. Let's get it started. Ha! Uh, let's, uh, let's get it started in here.
0: Let's Wits it- and Roz got a text pre-show from Roz saying, you almost ready, haha. I'm ready to pop off. So lay it on me, Roz. What do you want to pop off about today?
2: Well, I Like I mentioned to you before we started the show, it was going to be somber. It was going to be more of like, I'm sad, I'm heartbroken, it's like I just got broken up with type of situation, but that was only in regards to the NBA Finals. What just happened in the NFL, which we don't have to really harp on for too long because it's not even worth my breath, but I am irate about is Terrell Owens turning down his invitation to the Hall of Fame. Steve Young commented on it today saying that it's one of the more cherished moments in the history of a player's career and their lifetime. It really is the moment where you come together to see the people who came before you and the rigor it took to get to that point and it's some it's like more of like a respect factor that hey here's your reward for being such an unbelievably good athlete also here are the players that came before you that deserve the spot you go up give a five second speech say thank you that's all I would need from you on the microphone but to pass it completely and to celebrate it elsewhere because you think you're Torello and number 81 the greatest human being of all time is I like it just blows my mind I'm so upset about it today and the reason it comes up out of where it seems out of nowhere, it's not because we talked about To a couple weeks ago when I was wrong about the maybe Jason Garrett argument we were having. But To maybe To is literally the biggest waste of talent space in the history of professional sports. You heard it here first. hashtag To Busta Rooney. and honest to God, I understand the stats he had, but he was the biggest cancer every team ever, ever. That kind of and he like will somebody ne- I know. I I don't know. I've proven to win in certain situations, rec league championships, three on three tournaments, football championships. I want to say that I have more wins under my belt than Terrell Owens and, and yes, they're not on the same playing field, but I still have more wins than he does.
0: Fair enough. Um let's get let's get it straight from the horse's mouth. Let's see what T.O. had to say about not showing up to Canton, Ohio for his instrument ceremony. said while i'm incredibly appreciative of this opportunity i've made the decision to publicly decline my invitation to attend the induction ceremony in canton i've already shared this information with the hall after visiting canton earlier this year i came to the realization that i wish to celebrate what will be one of the most memorable days of my life elsewhere at a later date i'll announce where and when i will celebrate my induction i'd also like to thank the san francisco 49ers the philadelphia eagles the dallas cowboys the buffalo bills and the cincinnati Bengals. For the time I was granted with each organization, I'm thankful for the relationships forged and the lessons learned. While part of each team, I wish to congratulate all the past, current, and future inductees. It's quite an honor to be part of such an elite company. This honor is something that I will cherish forever. So those are the words straight from T.O. And, Roz, I hate to agree with you, but I completely agree with you. I I just don't understand how someone getting inducted into the Hall of Fame wouldn't want to be there for what, what I would think would be probably in the top three, four moments of someone's life, you know, behind maybe marriage and maybe having some children, um, getting inducted into any Hall of Fame, um, and especially the Pro Football Hall of Fame, kind of makes you think twice about a guy like T.O. who wouldn't even be willing to take the time to, like you said, at least say thank you um, to all the people that made his NFL career what it was, which was a spectacular career, um, just purely stats-wise was probably in the top five, I would say, receivers of all time and arguably should have gotten inducted in his first shot. But I think there were uh, probably more some political reasons why he didn't get that, mainly um, him as a teammate and his attitude in general. But I I simply just don't understand T.O. and why he would not want to be in Canton for, like I said, what would be probably the, one of the most special moments of his life. So I, I do agree with you, and it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Look, where else would he Where else is you he what, to
2: be? I think it's just because he's going to get overshadowed because Randy Moss is getting inducted with the same team as well. And Randy Moss is a significantly better wide receiver. So, you know what, T.O., you should sit back because you are the number two to Randy Moss. You're the number two to anybody in the receiver position that was going to get inducted in the Hall of Fame with you. Look at that cast he could have been standing up there with and would have been respectable. It would have been Brian Urlacher, Ray Lewis, Randy Moss, Brian Dawkins, and Terrell Owens. And yet he's passing on that moment unbelievable
0: yeah i i like you said there's not there's not much to say i don't get it i don't know where he's gonna be i i just don't know why why wouldn't you want to celebrate that kind of moment with the entire nfl community and all the people who have made um you know his career possible i don't get it um but i I don't want to dwell on it i got better things to talk about than to other things to dwell on actually (laughs) except that he was right about jason garrett and Eh. I'll uh, leave that out there. A little hanging hanging chad for Rube and Roz.
2: Uh, I'm not happy about it, but um, let's dwell on some other sad facts that we are a game away. We almost were able to get a full series in between each show. If it weren't for the extra day off that was given in the NBA Finals, the NBA Finals could have been over by the time this show aired today.
0: Yeah, so we've got well, obviously, you know, it's Thursday night, so Friday we have uh, we have game four. So it could already be over. That is uh without without actually yeah that it could definitely huh. be over. Um but this has just been I think it is. I, I think it is too. This has been a sad, sad series for the Cleveland Clamp Cavaliers. Um got whooped in game two and you know the J.R. Smith play, I mean I don't know if That's they what would have won to talk the series, about. but that, that could, it could have been. It could have been a series-changing play. All they had to do was take one in Golden State, and you never know. After that, you take one. That was all they needed to do. Um, J.R. Smith. But they did have the timeout, so I think a little bit of this blame has to go on. Maybe not just LeBron, but the rest of the Cavaliers that they had the timeout and they didn't use it. I mean, is that not – I don't think
2: LeBron's – LeBron's not at fault at all, honestly. I looked up the ruling. A player, you can only call a timeout if you're the player with the ball or you have a head coach. So I'm gonna split oh, this 33. 30- don't,
0: don't have NFL rules here.
2: No, no NFL rules here. That's fair. I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go 33, 33, 33 in terms of percentages. Let's just start it with that and of who's wrong. First off, George Hill, you're an 81% free throw shooter. Make your two free throws. The situation never comes to be. Boom. Jared Smith, honest to God stop smoking weed before basketball games. That's all you need to do. And that situation never would have happened. It was the dumbest play I've ever seen. And people are trying to compare it to Chris Weber and him calling the timeout when they didn't have one. At least that was a heat of a moment. Yes, I know they're both heat of the moment. But a guy who was actually making – a good play. A player doesn't have to keep track of the timeouts per se, but you should at least know the score and definitely know what the amount of time that's on the game. And then Ty Lue, dear God, you are still by far one of the worst coaches of all time, yet you have a ring, which makes zero sense to me, and you needed to be able to call that timeout with 4.8 seconds left in the game. It's ridiculous. It's changed the entire series. It is heartbreaking to see a guy go in and score. Look at what LeBron did. He scored 51 points. Unbelievable. The guy did everything you needed to do to beat a Golden State Warriors team, and your team beat you. We—I sent the text. To you. It was a joke. It is literally nine on one. Out there. It's ridiculous. And LeBron's going to be robbed—not robbed, I guess—but his record's going to fall to three and six in the NBA Finals. And if I don't know how you want to talk about Game Three, but it looked like LeBron. Who played well, had a good game. Obviously, expectations are so much higher for him. You expect 40 points a game from him. He was passing it a lot more. He does seem a little and down we'll, uh, we'll since the more, moment. Uh,
0: we'll get more on game three after the break.
2: What's up? What's up, everybody? We are back and still somber about the situation the Cleveland Cavaliers are in. I'm not that he, somber. He, I don't really care. I know you don't, I do, because I'm over this whole Warriors thing, I'm over LeBron not being considered the greatest player of all time, and I'm over the fact that LeBron has gone through bigger challenges than Michael had to in his career, but um Boo-hoo. I, I honest to God, game three was just the culmination of the Cavs' last ditch effort, and then just the sad slip away of the fourth quarter, and Honestly, this Warriors team should sweep them because you saw Curry and Clay combined for 21 points, Curry hitting one three-pointer the entire game, and the Cavs weren't even able to pull out that W. And it was very reminiscent, kind of deja vu of last year when Kevin Durant, at the end of the game, hit, hit another clutch three to put them kind of out of the way in the final minute of the game. Um, Kevin had a great game, finally. He's been getting ridiculed, criticized for his lack thereof of success so far in the postseason. Um, and he came out 43 points. He did it. He's has his team up 3 0. And if it weren't for money's sake, I think this would be a sweep. But I'm sure the owner of the Golden State Warriors wants to, uh, invest in another
0: night of a game five in the Oracle
2: Arena where they can make tons and tons of money again off of a well, sellout. I, I don't know
0: what you mean by Kevin Rand was struggling. I mean, you know, game one, he went 26 9 and 6. Game two, he also had 26. Um, let me just get his stats up real quick 26 9 and 7 and then he had you know the 40 point game um in game three with 13 rebounds and seven assists so let's let's lay off the kevin durant struggling in the playoffs so far but game three i mean lebron had the 30 point triple double stephan clay combined for seven of 26 from the field three of 15 from three 21 points combined um couple other Cavs played well. I mean, Kevin Love, 20 points, Rodney Hood at 15, and J.R. Smith at 13. Cavs out rebounded the Warriors on the offensive end, 15 to 6. I mean, those four things happen. You figure you might get a victory. It just wasn't the case. Um, so, I mean, the Warriors are just are clearly the superior team. Um, but Kevin Durant, you know, maybe making a little case that he might be the best player in the NBA because the guy's just, he's just the dude. But, you know, yeah. The the Cavs. Playing with three other All Stars. Yeah, you know, what are you gonna do? It's all
2: name an all star on the Cavs. And you can't say Kevin Love from the Timberwolves, because that was a different Kevin Love.
0: Um none, but I mean LeBron's a GM, so he kinda got to decide, you know, you, who's it's on. very <laughs> false, this whole GM thing you believe.
2: LeBron had little say in the trades that came to be this postseason or not postseason this preseason as well as at the trade deadline. This is the first GM to not work alongside LeBron James and kind of listen to some of the favors he may or may not ask for. This is why LeBron's going to leave and rejoin David Griffith in Philadelphia.
0: Yeah well I've heard an interesting point. I forgot who made it. I was watching um get up because I watched that in the club um, in the morning, show. yeah, it's it's not very good. <laughs> I'm gonna throw. It's that not out good. There. They, it's not they, good. They, but it's the only thing on ESPN in the morning or ESPN two. Um, they look don't know what they're talking about. Like, I mean, I'm not a big. Of the day. I like Greeny's radio show, but not a great TV TV host. I'm not a big fan of Jalen. He's okay. Michelle Beadle's okay. Um, Jay Williams don't don't really like him. It's just not a very good crew, but. When it's the only thing on, it was kind of like when I used to watch First Take. Sometimes just the only thing that's on TV, so you got to watch it. First Take's more entertaining. It was more entertaining, but it wasn't that great. Uh, It might have been Stephen A. who said this, um, but regardless, you know, if if LeBron and you know we're playing the future past game here, but if they get swept Saturday morning, when you hear this show, but we don't know what happens in Game Four on Friday before we record. But if they get swept, you know, they could have got swept without LeBron. Interesting point, you know. They could have could have lost uh, four games in a row without him. So what did he really do, you know? But I, th- I think maybe not completely a fair point, but an interesting one. It's not fair at
2: all because how do they? They wouldn't have been in that situation. They would not have been in the playoffs I said
0: Maybe not a completely fair point, but an interesting one. You know, they got swept, and what did he do about it? Not that they didn't win a game. Like what do you what are you going to do? So he it's, won it's game one, and they took his he didn't own win, team. He didn't win. Ga- he didn't win game one because they didn't he did win. win game one. They did not win Game One, or otherwise he, they would have won. They didn't. Again, nine on one,
2: Jr. Smith, George Hill, Tyron Lue make it ten on all one because right. Tyronn he, Lue's a here, coach. Here's
0: one of my theories on LeBron. Obviously, he's you know a great player, one of the best of all time, but it, it kind of seems like he's made his own bed with this kind of team that he and just the way he plays. It seems like everybody else is scared to touch the ball when he's on the court because they're just like not used to playing. As a team, I know that's kind of a silly point to make, but for me, when I watch the Cavs play, it's almost like other guys are uncomfortable handling the ball just because you know of the expectation of playing with him and what he usually does with the ball, and it's just not very—it's not a very conducive environment to have a very successful team. And you know, they made it. How hard is it to make an open shot? I'm not saying. I mean, I guess it depends who you're talking to, but. I mean, it just, I don't like the whole team dynamic of the Cavs, and I know LeBron is basically the whole team, but I think he's kind of, while he needs to do a lot for them to win, I think he's kind of made the situation the way it is just because of the way he plays. And I don't, like when you talk about Kevin Durant and the Warriors, I know they have a bunch of all-stars, but they play really well as a team together. I know they have a bunch of great players, but I don't know. For me, when I watch the Cavs, it just doesn't, you know, I know LeBron can't beat the Warriors by himself and but it doesn't seem like they work really well as a team and you know maybe that could be a silly point I know he's the best player on that team probably by I 10 mean this times. team was put together at the trade deadline I know but it just people look uncomfortable it's just not a very good basketball team and I and that's, it that's why he's leaving it literally isn't but figuratively as well if you're catching my drift over there meanwhile um, this is another sad end of the NBA season where it's a golden state championship is something that we was inevitable but didn't want to happen and but here we stand after all the drama um, 76ers, Brian Colangelo, the Celtics almost beating the Cavs, a couple injuries. Houston, it's all this fake Houston, drama. Houston take, yeah, it's it's all this all this outside noise just to be at a 3-0 and possibly by the time you're hearing this uh, sweep in the finals. Um, and that's where we stand. I love
2: how you altered your thought though. Because like, I remember after last year's NBA Finals said the same thing was going to happen again this year. And you were all on board with that. You were all on board to start the season that way. You were all on board pretty much up until Christmas. And then all of a sudden you got on the Rockets bandwagon a little bit. But did they really have a shot? I understand the Chris Paul thing. They like, did have a shot. There's some drama.
0: They absolutely had a shot. <gasps> I don't they, were, know. they were up by 15 points in games six and seven in the first half. And they got outscored by 65. Um, they did have a shot. Absolutely- uh,
2: it was Warriors, Warriors, Warriors. It's going to be... what. The best part about this season coming to an end is the unknown. That's what I'm excited for. Like, we have to see where everybody goes this off season from Kawhi to PG to LeBron James. And no, hopefully... There's are three, three just,
0: players I just don't care about. <laughs> you don't care about
2: there. any of the players?
0: No, I don't.
2: They're arguably the best two-way player, the greatest player of all time, and a very solid all-star shooter. <laughs> If they were to team up
0: somewhere, you don't think that would be a team to be worried about? Oh, I didn't I didn't say I wouldn't be worried about him. I just said I don't care about him as players. You know, Kawhi, the whole thing with the Spurs this year, lost a lot of respect, that whole situation. Oh my god. What? Nobody knows the truth. Like no I one know, knows I don't, the real story about that. I don't know the real story, but I didn't it left a bad taste in my mouth. Chris Paul, don't really care. Hasn't won anywhere. Ever. What about
2: I was saying Paul George, you're you're hopping on the Chris Paul train. I well, wasn't even you, concerned about what Chris Paul's well, doing. Well,
0: you you just mentioned Chris Paul, Kawhi, and LeBron, so why don't we check? I our said, why
2: don't we I check said, our
0: we could go back. I said PG, Kawhi, and LeBron James. No, PG you is said, you said Paul George. Chris Paul might be just one of the one of the best point guards in the league. I'll, I'll rewind the tape, but it's I don't want to do it right now. But regardless, I guarantee you. <laughs> no, you're full. You're full of shit. But, um, yeah, just don't really care. But it, it should be an exciting offseason. But last offseason was really exciting.
2: Why was it exciting? Nobody moved anywhere. Dwayne what Wade siding with the Cavs. The Warriors stayed the exact same. Chris Paul was the only big moving piece who you just said you don't even care about and Paul, went to the Rockets. Paul, Tell me why Paul, it was exciting. Paul George Joel was an v, exciting piece? Uh, you just voted against me on all those people being exciting, and now all of them are going to be free oh, agents again. Now, and you're,
0: you- now you're putting words in my mouth. I just said I didn't care, but you didn't mention Paul George in the first place, but it was exciting when he went to the Thunder, because supposedly that was another big three with Carmelo and Russell Westbrook, and they turned into the big one and a half um, with a little three and Carmelo, but... will only always- sit on the bench. Yeah, whatever. I don't care about Carmelo either. That's all the time we have here for the Sporting Edge, everybody. If you missed the show, you know where to find us, libertytalk.fm, amfm247.com. We're going to be back... I don't know if we can. I don't know if we can break down the NBA Finals anymore because it's a, such a sad state of affairs. But we'll be back after the break, everybody.
1: What's up, everybody? Bubba here. It's finally here. The long-awaited Bubba report At bubbathebubbershot.org. At we want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at bubbathebubbershot.org at to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, thebubbershot.org. Make sure you get it, it's a must have for every investor and trader. The Bubba Report.
0: Up. What's up, everybody? This is the Sporting Edge. And we are back. Um, executive decision: We're going to stop talking about the NBA Finals because there's there's just not much left to say. Um, just another another season in the books with the Golden State Warriors being champions, either in a sweep, which would have happened last night, or in five or six. It doesn't really matter. It's going to happen, but we're going to take a little look around the NBA and you know power rankings. You I mean MLB? Obviously. My favorite part of the show, but Roz said we should take a deeper dive into the standings this week. So I'm going to oblige, and we're going to look first at the AL Central because, Rube, this is a dogfight. <laughs> this is a dogfight. The Tigers and the Twins only four and a half games back. Cleveland Indians leading the division at 32-28, and 28, but it's a dogfight. I think... No, 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 no. A
2: dogfight is between teams that are above 500 and all competing nope. at the a top dog. of their level. That's like a real mean dogfight, like a Michael Vick style dogfight. This dog. is like a dogfight.
0: A dogfight. This is, is a
2: dog fight. Cats prouncing around. No, this is like cats prancing around. Like one batting this like silver cotton ball, the other one batting the other cat in the face with his paw. This is weak stuff in the AL Central. I'm not. You don't
0: deserve any credit what you're trying to get
2: in terms of this dogfight talk you're talking of.
0: Well, if you look at the six divisions in Major League Baseball, the AL Central has the second lowest range of games from first place to last place in the division at 12. Only division that's closer, which is really close right now, is the NL West, where you got the Diamondbacks, Rockies, Dodgers, Giants, and Padres all within four and a half games of each other. So that that is an awesome division Also right four
2: now. or five or 500
0: or better. Right. Oh, I, I don't care about the 500 or better because a, a fight's a fight, whether it's the toilet bowl or the Super Bowl. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just going to keep hanging on to my AL Central dogfight argument until the very <laughs> last days of the season um, when there's nothing left but a Cleveland Indians team that should do nothing but sweep the floor with this weak division. Um but strong strong in the fight. That's uh that's what I'll call it. You got the Royals and the White Sox at 12 back right now. Um they're still they're fighting. There is some fight left in them, but I mean, if Cleveland doesn't win this division by 10 games, they should be embarrassed because this is a terrible. <laughs> Although game. I'm happy they are taking out the Milwaukee Brewers right now. That's been that's been
2: good for Cubs fans.
0: Yeah, been very good for Cubs fans. Um and man, the Brewers, they've been just playing spectacular baseball this year. Um, Still first place in the division. Losing a series to the White Sox is pretty bad. Um, You know that'll happen over 162 games, though. Um, You know they got a got a big stretch coming up. Um, You know Cleveland, Philly, Chicago, um, Philly again. So this is going to be a a little bit of a stretch for the Brewers, and you know we'll see we'll see how they do against the Cubs. But speaking of the Cubs, I mean they've been on fire recently, and Rube brought this up. Um, They're just Playing spectacular baseball and Chris Bryant with an OPS over a thousand didn't didn't fact check Rube before before the show, but I'm gonna I'm gonna assume he's right. That's um, <laughs>
2: his two cents. Yeah that's, <laughs> yeah,
0: that's my two cents. And, the, and you've got the you got the lingering Cardinals,
2: obviously in this division, they're never out of it and. We, we got to this point last year, by the way. I just want – we could go back on the tapes again where we were like the Brewers are in the lead, the Brewers are in the lead, and then they just – they're the kings of toppling off after the All-Star break. I think
0: there is – I don't think you can after, say – they did that last year. They did that one time. Like, I don't think you can say they're the kings They've, king they've done that toppling. twice
2: in the last five years, I guarantee you. I know for a fact I've seen the Brewers fall from first to near the bottom of this division twice. I think you're full of shit
0: again, but – Regardless, um, I, I, I won the first. whatever pirates, um, they're a team that looked awesome. First, probably 30 games in the year. They lost 11 of their last 15, um, given back a lot of that great start, but you know, they're only six games back right now. And then you've got the, uh, Cincinnati reds sitting at 15 and a half games back. So we're not going to talk about them, but I mean, the, the NL central, I think this might, it might be the best division in baseball, um, when you look at the collective four teams that are sitting, you know, pretty much within striking distance. I mean, I think the best two teams, probably sitting in the AL East right now, um, you know, with the Red Sox and Yankees record-wise. But how about those Seattle Mariners, man? They are playing some great baseball, and after I, I am going to be, be the first to say that I wrote them off after the Robinson Cano fiasco. But these guys have just been playing some great baseball. James Paxson in May, three and zero with a 1.67 ERA, fifty one Ks and forty three innings pitched. I mean, they are firing on all cylinders right now. Giving the Houston Astros a little bit of a run for their money. Um, you know, we are almost. Ah, uh, you know, we're approaching the All Star break. We're about twenty games away. Angels are still hanging in there at thirty five and twenty eight, and the Oakland A's sitting at five hundred right now. They're seven and a half back, but they've been playing some good baseball. And you know the Texas Rangers, I think, are performing about as about as you would expect. Ten games under. I don't think anybody really thought they were going to be great or even average, but you know they, they've been playing up to expectations. Um, AL East, like I mentioned, you know we got Boston and New York, and then fourteen games back are the Rays, Toronto, sixteen and a half, and Baltimore, uh, twenty-three games back. So I think we're gonna we're gonna. When does the Baltimore? When does the Baltimore shipping begin to happen? I don't know, but, I mean, first of all, Manny Machado is the big piece on that team, and I don't know if he's going to go anywhere. I haven't really been following all the rumors. I'll just wait till it happens, then I'll comment on it. That's basically all I ever do with big news. Um, Chris Davis, dude, the guy just cannot hit a baseball anymore. I I don't even think he's worth any trade value. I mean, even as a power, lefty, returning soon. Zach Britton is returning. Will he be able to make up the 23 game difference? I'm not so sure. I'm not, but I would love to see him perform
2: well. Why not? I mean, Brandon Morrow's been great for the Cubs, but it'd be nice to have like a piece like Zach Britton if he is what he was before his injuries.
0: Yeah, we'll see. It's all—it's always tough to tell on um, guys coming back from injury. And speaking of injuries, feels super bad for Alex Reyes on the Cardinals. I mean, that was a guy. Very promising prospect who at Tommy John in 2016 comes back makes one start and I forgot he tore a tendon something in his in his shoulder elbow whatever it was you know he made one start then he's back out for the rest of the year I think that's a big blow for the Cardinals he looked like he could have been a great addition to that starting rotation when you look at Miles um, Mikolas um, and one other young guy who I'm thinking of names kind of escaping me right now. But, I mean, the Cardinals, I thought, were going to maybe be able to make a little run, and they're still hanging in there. But Reyes, I thought, was going to be a big part of that. My Mets, how far they have fallen, and it doesn't look like it's going to get any better. Um, Last week, uh, more important players getting injured, two walk-off losses, a 14-inning loss, four-game sweep by the Cubs. Um,
2: They've lost six in a row.
0: Yeah. And this is see this Including is I, two
2: including two to the Orioles at home.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and this is this is a great thing about the power rankings, they always have some little one liners and they said as George Costanza would say when failing at breaking up with a woman, say this this isn't going well. And that's exactly how I feel about the Mets right now because they are just So they're in shambles.
2: What's your blind faith in the Mets' back-to-back years? Is it straight up their pitching? Because at this point, everybody in New York knows that DeGrom or Thor needs to be traded to the New
0: York Yankees. Oh, please no. Uh, well, my blind faith in the Mets at the beginning of the year was because of the pitching. Um, you know, when you look at Thor, look at DeGrom, they could say healthy if Matt's. And then if, you know, if Matt Harvey would have had a good year, I mean, they definitely would have had a shot because they made it to the World Series a couple years ago. But. We all know what happened with Matt Harvey in New York, and injuries have just plagued the rest of that staff, along with guys like Jonas Aspnes, Jay Bruce not playing particularly well. Um, you know that that whole team is just uh, is just a sigh, and not a sigh of relief, just a a bad <laughs> a bad sigh. Um, so it, it's bad news bears right now, and you got the Nationals sitting at the top of the division with the Atlanta Braves. So they're still kicking. I know Ronald Acuna is on the DL right now. Um, you got Braves, Phillies, Nationals. That's a that's a solid division race right now. I, I think one of the most interesting in baseball because you got the two young teams against the team that is notorious for winning the division but not anything else.
2: It's a full on. That's a full on dogfight because those are real beefy pit bulls ready to get after it that aren't playing with trying to get back to 500.
0: Yeah, fair point. Um, and we mentioned the NL West. That is, that's a tight race. And you got a bunch of teams. Arizona started off the year super hot, and they got super cold. They're sitting on top, thirty-two and twenty-nine. Rockies are a half game back right now. And you got the Dodgers and the Giants sitting at five hundred. And the Padres behind Eric Hosmer playing some great baseball right now. We'll see if Clayton Richard can uh, can still uh, man that staff like he's been doing as of late. He's been pitching really well. Um, so that that's a great division Bumgarner
2: just returned for the Bum-Garner Giants that should be
0: returned. interesting to see hopefully Kershaw will return sometime soon <laughs> I, I don't know if that's ever going to happen still very salty I uh, I chose him over Max Scherzer in my fantasy draft because it, it haunts me every night every time Max Scherzer just has double digit strikeouts but, and a third, second immaculate inning yep, second immaculate inning that's all the time we have here for the Sporting Edge everybody, if you missed the show you know where to find us, libertytalk.fm and amfm247.com. We'll be back after the break with, I don't know, but we'll figure it out.
2: What's up, what's up, everybody? This is a Sporting Edge with Wits and Roz. I've kind of got a chuckle going on right now because with how poor the NBA finals have been and the lack of hockey knowledge we have, although here comes a quick talk in hockey. The Caps up 3-1 with the potential to take the series tonight. I know it's on Thursday, so they'll also potentially have risen the cup by the time you've listened to this. There could be two championships in the span of us recording and you guys being able to listen to the show, so that's pretty interesting.
0: It's 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 not a good time for the Sporting Edge when that happens.
2: No, it's not, because we're kind of out of the loop. We get our next say next week. But we're also reaching the abyss of sports, which everyone knows. Baseball, fantastic. Super excited. You could flip a Cubs gaming on pretty much every single day. But really the the wow factor, the wonder, the crazy attention to detail for every single sport going on. It just it all comes down to baseball. I know we're gonna have golf's US Open coming up. I know Tennis has got a couple things going on. Serena Williams just had to draw out of the uh, whatever open she's in. This is how bad it gets with sports. Um, but we got some quick football news. Julian Edelman suspended for four games potentially for PED using. That's never good. That's almost like football for me. Again, if you take PED, you become illegitimate Illegitimate to me just like you do in baseball. So a guy who hustled, made some huge plays in Super Bowl or in the Super Bowl two years ago when they beat the Atlanta Falcons, um, it's just it's just a waste to see somebody that talented have to go down with this kind of this kind of brand now. But he'll be out, and that again I think will affect Tom Brady a little bit. Obviously, I don't think the AFC is very strong, so it, he might not.
0: Will it affect him?
2: I, I I think so. I think if you look, I mean, they got rid of Brandon Cooks. They sent him to the uh, Rams. Rob oh. Gronkowski has been hit or miss in terms of playing and not. It's not. He. They've never really surrounded Brady with a whole ton of weapons. I know Amendola
0: has been great. Yeah, I know. But they meanwhile, just he's the best quarterback draft. in the league, basically every year. So it does. It, I don't think it really matters. I know I, Edelman without I all think, of last year. So again, it just doesn't really matter. I know. I just
2: think that Brady is know. getting older. That is the fact. Yes, I do. Brady I is getting older. I think he's excellent, fantastic. He continues to prove it. I wouldn't pick against them not to go to the Super Bowl I think like I said the AFC is weaker than the NFC so Tom Brady can definitely fight through another year and get there but at a certain point he's going to decline at a certain point those receivers need to be able to make some bit of an effort to get open make plays and not rely on Tom Brady's unbelievable passing ability I mean I get it he hasn't with receivers his entire career and it's panned out to be great he's won six Super Bowls but He's gonna need some help. The older he gets, that's just
0: what I have just. Hey, he's been getting old for ten say. years. What's the difference?
2: Uh, it, there becomes a difference. You're play, It's almost like you're playing ignorant here. Like age, you can't beat age. It's the only thing you can't beat. No, I know. It's gonna I mean, happen the
0: guy, the guy has been getting old for a long time and really hasn't slowed down at all. I mean, he's forty years old. Come on, cut him, cut him some slack.
2: I, I have been. I'm the one that wishes they would give him somebody like Des Bryant to throw the ball to. With Julian Nettleman being out, this would be a perfect signing for him. He's in that still. I that's the other part of me. He's like, huh, how is Des Bryant still not on a team? And I know he's got so he's got the TO problem surrounding him. And at the got end of his of, career, I'll probably be need, saying the same. We stuff. need to
0: bring back Jerry Springer and baggage, and have TO on there. Have Des Bryant on there. Yeah.
2: Maybe Chad Ochocinco. Chad Ochocinco seems to have gotten a little quieter, eh, which isn't a problem, you know.
0: Yeah. That that have you ever seen that show? By the way, that, that was a hilarious show. The Very, Jerry Springer show? No, Baggage with Jerry Springer.
2: No, I have not seen Baggage with Jerry Springer. I've seen the Jerry Springer show, which is also hilarious.
0: Yeah, just uh Baggage was just an awesome just laugh your face off show because it was just so stupid. But it it'd be great to have an NFL. It'd be great to have an all sports version of Baggage cuz I mean, that, the, basically the sporting edge is just updating MLB standings, updating the main sports, and then just crappy, crappy athletes just doing crappy things like T.O. I agree.
2: I think it would be funny, though, if we got Chad Johnson, T.O., and Des Bryant in a room like that together, all great receivers in terms of st- like statistic and their value there, but I don't think the argument would be about – who is the better receiver? It's, I think it would be who's the better talker or the better entertainer, and I think that would turn into a giant hoopla of nothing, but would be entertaining for the show.
0: Yeah, and like you said, I don't know where Des Bryant's going to go, but I, I think he'll be able to help whatever team he goes to. And there, there's no doubt. We that should he's... just break news. <laughs> we should just we should just pick a team right now. Well, it's funny, Jarvis Landry so we um, can throwing it. throwing some major shade can... at. Uh, the Miami Dolphins saying that Cleveland Browns quarterbacks are just are much better than Dolphins quarterbacks. Oh,
2: that's more of a shot at you than it is at, at the Miami Dolphins. You're you're a Tannehill believer.
0: Oh, I did. I believed in a lot of things that I don't believe in anymore. Ryan Tannehill being one of those I think you believe
2: in a lot you you try to find the mediocre quarterback, you know, and you try to like hop on their bandwagon and pray that they come out to be something because at that point you look like a genius. That's why I think if we just I'm going to call it right now, I'm going to say Des Bryant goes to the Detroit Lions. I know that hasn't even been talked about. I think that's where it's going to happen. Dez Lions to Detroit. Yeah. I think it just works out as in Detroit. But for you, it's like you're trying to find the mediocre quarterback. You love Andy Dalton and Ryan Tannehill and neither of them are ever going to pan out to any success.
0: I think Andy Dalton will win a playoff game. Oh my god! Said and done. I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick to that narrative. I Um, think you should
2: eat poop if he doesn't. If if he finishes his career without winning, uh, and for
0: a playoff game, sure, I'll do that. But yeah, basically, the you said it here. The Mets, Andy Dalton. Um, those are my two favorite. Two favorite narratives, I think, on the sporting edge. I don't really have anything for the NBA because I just don't like it very much. But you know, I think it should be more exciting next year with a little free agent shakeup. Um, you, you think? Let, let's let's go back to the NBA a little bit. Do You think LeBron goes to Los Angeles? No,
2: no. It's. Or- I think it's. Narr- I mean, that was a little bit of a harsh no for me right there, right? I think the interesting thing to follow will be. The 76ers, and uh, I believe if they really Dude, do speaking get of the rid of 76ers
0: what, what are your thoughts on this Twitter beef, wife, lawyer
2: conundrum? <laughs> He's just putting it on to his wife. He's going to resign. It's going well, to be nothing he the did. next day.
0: He already did. What? Exactly. So it's just like it's going to turn out to be absolutely nothing. I think they found the proof that it was his wife who made the economy. again just how irrelevant is that? It's Twitter accounts. Like, it's not like he was
2: enslaving children
0: or selling prostitutes. It was like no, he had other Twitter accounts. But, but the information that she put out there was some of it was like private team information that shouldn't have been. You know, whether he sh- whether or not he shared it with her, it shouldn't have been. So he, out there.
2: he doesn't have morals. That's the moral of the story. He doesn't have morals. He's he's gone. They're going to sign LeBron's guy and. Le- LeBron's going to go to the 76ers. That's honestly what the narrative should be for following this.
0: Honestly. That, that'd that be a pretty scary team. LeBron, Simmons, Embiid, Fultz, and uh, Robert Covington. Great year. Great fantasy pick by your boy. <laughs> Robert Covington's
2: your uh, another one of those guys. A diamond in the rough for wits. I mean, it's more rough than
0: diamond usually when you pick them. But I'm glad you're you latching on to Robert Covington. Dude, he had a great year. Dude, him and Drew Holiday, I mean, they made my fantasy basketball season. They're fantastic. That Drew Holiday plays with, for me, the saddest player.
2: I can't believe Anthony Davis believes it'll get done in New Orleans. The guy signed too big of a contract to stay with a team that just will never get over the hump in the West. It's a shame. Maybe LeBron goes to New Orleans. Why not, you know? Celebrate Mardi Gras. You're in the South where it's warm all the time. I don't know.
0: Maybe New Orleans could be that destination. Could be that destination. Um, got about 20 seconds left here, Raz. Any parting thoughts for the listeners here on the state of the Union of Sports?
2: That if anybody ever talked to me about Terrell Owens, they should just put a bag over their head and walk the other direction. Again, keep the bag on your head.
0: Fair enough. You heard here first Terrell Owens not attending his Hall of Fame <laughs> enshrinement in Canton. Um, sad news. Cleveland's going to get swept or lose in five games. NHL championship might be over um, already. It might not be. Kind of a lackluster end of the Sporting Edge, but it's the doldrums of the summer. They're coming up, and we're just going to have to rely on the MLB and the CBS Sports Power Rankings. That's all the time (laughs) we have here for the Sporting Edge, everybody. If you miss the show, you know where to find us, libertytalk.fm, amfm247.com. We'll be back next week. We're going to give our final thoughts. On the NBA and NHL seasons, and we're gonna go full dive into the MLB and NFL upcoming fantasy draft. We'll catch you next week, everybody. Revolutionary talk for revolutionary times. Promoting peace, liberty, and prosperity around the clock. LibertyTalk.fm